It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Investments in the video game industry have absolutely cratered in 2023. <laughs> November 3rd, 2023. This is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up from software assures shareholders that Elden Ring DLC is still happening. GameStop continues its track record of poor decisions, and we'll check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. Over the last year, we have seen over 6,400 people lose their jobs in the gaming industry. And that's just counting the layoffs that companies have publicly disclosed. In each layoff story I've covered here on Let's Play, I've gone over several reasons as to why these layoffs are happening. However, we finally got some confirmation on the major reason why video game companies are hurriedly shedding labor. In a new report from market analyst firm Convoy, 2023's investments into the gaming industry have absolutely cratered. In 2021, investments in gaming surged to $14.78 billion. In 2022, it was $14.49 billion. So far in 2023, $2.09 billion, a seventh of the investment of the previous two years, marking a stark and sudden drop in COVID-19-fueled investment. So it wasn't just Embracer Group who lost out on a $2 billion deal. Several companies are missing out on billions in investments. 
Now, when you factor in that the gaming industry has lost out on $12 billion in investment money, it means that the investments are settling back to their pre-pandemic average. And now executives are in this mad dash to cut labor to be able to keep paying high dividends to shareholders, especially game studios that have struggled to move units in the last two years. Some good examples include Bungie's Destiny 2 monetization debacle, as well as the shuttered Volition and their very poorly received Saints Row reboot. So at the end of the day, unless a studio can magically hit sales figures based on investment-inflated projections, there's going to be labor cuts. Software has been extremely tight-lipped around the Elden Ring Shadow of the Erdtree DLC since it was first announced back in February. However, From Software has finally broken their silence to tell their shareholders that, quote, the release timing for the DLC of Elden Ring has not yet been announced, but development is proceeding smoothly. Shareholders tried to press From Software on the current state of the DLC during the question and answer portion of the meeting. FromSoft reiterated that they're working hard on the DLC and... Nothing else. Damn. If I had to speculate on a potential release date myself, there's two ways that this plays out. FromSoft does the crazy thing and does a surprise release of the DLC in the next two months. And I'll be honest, with how close we are to the end of the year, that's becoming less and less likely. The most likely outcome, though, is that Elden Ring Shadow of the Erdtree releases either late quarter one or in quarter two of next year. And let's be real, I wouldn't hold my breath because FromSoft could take even longer than expected to deliver this DLC. GameStop this week somehow found a way to make buying stuff worse at their retail stores. On top of forcing employees to upsell you on a one-year warranty on everything, GameStop staff are reporting that management has mandated that all warrantied replacements be done with refurbished products. Meaning if you go and buy a shiny new PS5 for $500, pay the $55 warranty, it breaks and you return it to GameStop, employees are being forced to give you a used PS5. On top of this warranty change, GameStop is also gutting their rewards program, cutting all of the onboarding incentives and removing coupon promotions. The reward program now only offers flat percentages off certain products for an annual payment of $25. Lastly, and the most egregious change coming impacts employees' benefits. Staff were informed that in 2024, insurance rates would be going up, with some employees reporting that their individual health care costs would double under this new plan. GameStop is also dropping several benefits, including basic life insurance, accidental death and dismemberment, short- and long-term disability, and 401k contribution matching. GameStop CEO Ryan Cohen supposedly told staff that these massive changes were to improve the profitability of GameStop. However, GameStop, as of this recording, has not publicly addressed these painfully blatant anti-worker and anti-consumer cost-cutting measures.
All right, well, it's Friday, and this is normally where we read a new podcast review, but we don't have any new ones this week. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and yes, indeed, even Amazon.com, and leave us a review that we can read here on Fridays. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Las Vegas Review-Journal recently interviewed former president and CEO of PlayStation, Sean Layden. And it wasn't your typical ex-video game CEO interview. Layden was actually pretty candid about his thoughts on the whole gaming industry. He started out being critical about the recent consolidation spree, offering a decidedly different perspective on the issues. My concern around consolidation is that often it impacts creativity. It takes, for example, some small, you know, independent kind of wild horse studios and brings them into a larger conglomerate and essentially time slows down. Layden further pointed out that when you go from 100 people in the creative room to 12, you lose a lot of voices in the process. And what he's talking about here is the transition from an independent studio with 100 people collaborating together to 12 executives overseeing the design of a game. In this process, consolidation cuts the developers out of the creative process almost entirely, leading to less risk-taking and more staying within the bounds of what's currently popular. Layden was also asked about his perspective on games preservation. Interestingly, he puts the onus on the video game industry, saying, Preservation is important. Uh, 30, 40 years ago, Hollywood discovered that to be true as well when they realized that Thousands of movies were being lost as film stock began to deteriorate because it doesn't last forever. So they've had to spend a lot of money in preserving that. We need the same energy here in gaming. Again, I think that's something that should be led by the industry, but I don't see a lot of industry support for that. Um, granted, preservation doesn't, uh, doesn't accrete to the bottom line if you're a publisher, but I'm hoping that more people in the industry, certainly the big players, begin to realize that there is an obligation and responsibility. This isn't throwaway stuff we're making. This is stuff that should be around for a long time because future generations will enjoy it in the same way that, 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 that we have. And it's criminal that we're not doing more to, to, to protect it. 
On top of the game preservation, Layden also brought up a good point on genre focus within the video game industry, saying, But if we continue to, to coalesce around four or five different genre, we won't get the new players because those people have already said we're not interested in your genre. They've already said we're not interested in being space pirates. They've already said we're not interested in being in a field of 100 people trying to be the last one standing. But as an industry, what do we do? We make more of those things. <laughs> Which is fine. That appeals to the base. But don't kid yourself that someone who said no to Call of Duty for the last 15 years isn't going to start suddenly saying yes to Call of Duty. I got to say, Layden's point of view here on the video game industry is fascinating. And that's because he's outlining why the video game industry is in the current state that it's in. So while you can't technically point to any one of these issues as the main culprit, when you factor in consolidation, games preservation, genre focus, along with a lot of the other points that he went over in this interview, like the threat of non-endemic brands like Apple and Netflix disrupting the industry, and the ballooning cost and scope of games, well, all of that combined leads to a large majority of the video game industry churning out uninspired and creatively devoid games. Sound familiar? Tim Kaine, one of the original co-creators of Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, appeared on TK Mantis's channel last week, with Kane and Mantis discussing the finer points of Fallout lore. Though, towards the very end of the hour-and-a-half interview, Kane revealed this. And also, we don't come across as good as the reason we got nuked is bio-weapons were illegal, and somehow China found out we were doing FEV. And they're like, you have to stop it. And we went, okay. And all we did is move it. All we did is move Earth it over. shattering to the what gl- you just said. <laughs> really? Is that stuff people don't know? Which has been a huge debate in the Fallout fan base for decades now. Hell, my interpretation was that vault Tech shot first. Though, prior to this revelation, Kane addressed why it couldn't be vault Tech, detailing that vault Tech was just a scummy government contractor who underbid and overpromised the U.S. government on these shelters. And it was the U.S. government that decided to use these shelters as experiments, revealing vault Tech to be more of a puppet than a puppeteer in Tim Kane's original idea for Fallout. Now, Kane attributes making the U.S. government the ultimate evil entity in Fallout 1 and 2 because they needed to contrast the humor of the games, pairing quirky dark humor with the realities of the near-unstoppable imperialism the U.S. engaged in within the Fallout universe. So it's interesting that Kane would also use this as the impetus for China to drop the bombs first. Now, with all that being said, it's technically not canon. Kane doesn't own the rights to Fallout anymore, and it's unclear who Bethesda thinks shot first. However, it's still interesting to hear what Tim Kane's original idea for the Fallout series was.
Microsoft has officially started the process of blocking what they call, quote, unauthorized accessories from working on Xbox consoles. Though, what Microsoft really means by third-party accessories is stuff like Mad Cats controllers and Turtle Beach headsets. Over the last couple of days, Xbox users have been reporting that they're getting error messages on their consoles that reads, quote, use of an unauthorized accessory will be blocked November 12th, 2023. Microsoft then prompts users to find and buy authorized accessories on the Xbox website. When questioned by the press about this sudden change in accessory compliance, Microsoft gave a typical corporate response, stating that this change is to preserve the console gaming experience. However, according to Windows Central sources, Microsoft has been planning to license their designs to more authorized manufacturers, setting up an approval process and manufacturing a special security chip for every approved third-party accessory, essentially forcing their standards onto third-party manufacturers, which could be a positive thing in the long run once accessories are made with these special security chips. However, in the short term, this is going to force a lot of people to update their cheap replacements with expensive counterparts. As of this recording, the error message has been prompted by Razer, Turtle Beach, and Walmart's ONN accessories, just to name a few of the brands out of the hundreds affected. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier has released a report on the recent layoffs at Bungie, and we finally have confirmation that Bungie has laid off around 100 people, or 8% of the total 1,200 that work at the studio. According to Schreier's sources, employees were informed that Destiny 2 had failed to hit revenue expectations two weeks prior to these layoffs. Bungie's executives outlined that they fell short about 45% of what Sony had projected for the studio to earn. Bungie CEO Pete Parsons has allegedly been blaming this fall in revenue on Destiny 2's player retention, which has been struggling since its last expansion, Lightfall, released earlier this year, with players complaining about the $100 price tag, confusing story, and poor pacing, with many critically panning Lightfall as a filler expansion with no real content injection. Parsons at that time said Bungie would be going through some cost-cutting measures to make up for this 45% deficit, like initiating a hiring and salary freeze for all employees. However, those plans changed on Monday when around 100 people were let go from the studio. Schreier has also confirmed that affected staff will receive at least three months of severance and three months of Bungie-paid Cobra health insurance. However, employees who haven't completed their vesting will lose all stock options with Sony entirely. We also got confirmation that the departments mostly affected are the community support and community management teams, with remaining staff being informed that some of those responsibilities will be outsourced. Overall, instead of cutting executive pay by, I don't know, a couple of million dollars, Sony and Bungie decided to cut approximately $10 million in labor costs, which will save Sony around 0.02% in operating costs, a laughably small percentage of the whole pie, yet for some reason companies won't cut that percentage from their highest earners. It's always the people with their boots on the ground doing the actual work that makes a company like Sony $30 billion a year. 
right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Blue Sky at Lloyd FFXI. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash limitbreakradio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.